You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. This is your boy, Al Mega. Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders podcast. And today, we have a return guest because he has a fire new project out on Kickstarter right now. It is the creator and the writer behind Orphan Bloodline. Let me introduce the one, the only Mr. Ray Everybody started out with the self porn, folks. Let me see those books again. Let me see those books again. Bring them up. Oh, these are, these are beautiful. They are. Look at the shimmer. Look, hell yeah, bro. They, they, they're glossy, baby. Look at that. Charter Comics, baby, in the house right now. Woo! So, Rick, brother, how you been since the last time we chit chatted? You know, it, it's been crazy. I'll tell you, I was somewhat of a newer comic. Kickstarter guy and got the first two out, but have really had to make some changes. Took about three months to make some 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 editing changes, some art changes, some 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 layout changes, printing changes. I was learning the ropes. Let's be honest with you. I was learning the ropes, and we got we took our time and we produced an amazing product, seriously amazing product. Thirty six pages, super thick paper. High quality coloring and so it got some girth to it. Wherefa, <laughs> yes, it's, it's true, it does, and it makes me happy. I mean, the, the stuff that I was able to produce by taking my time really made a difference. Uh, some of the other comic creators are like, You have to have it done before you Kickstarter, and it has to be shipped out the first week after. And that's just not how I do Kickstarters, I do them as a Kickstarter, and then I take the time of two or three months to make sure I have the right quality high-end product for the customer and i and i'll make some edits and i'll make some changes in that time which is what we did with one and two and now we're actually doing that with three which is going right now i'm actually making changes while the campaign's moving along so i'm, I'm happy to to be a little bit calmer than pumping it out the day after the kickstarter end all right so talk about that you know you know because we have 12 days to go and folks don't you worry we'll show you the trailer we're going to run through this amazing kickstarter but what was it about those first two campaigns that made you suddenly change? What were the lessons learned, if you could share? Yeah, so early writers have to realize that what's in their head isn't on the paper and probably not translating all to the reader. And when I when I had to go back and reread 19 times, I had to go back and add in music. Every page has music to it that you can click on a QR code and go to a, a YouTube music video and, and and be more immersed into the story. Mm. I had to add cryptography where there's these, these cryptographic secrets, Easter eggs, that if you follow the codes, you get special URLs with free downloads of other stories that I've done. It's, I mean, I wanted to really beef it up. And I went to my first Comic-Con just like, I don't know, two weeks ago or something. Wait, and wait, wait. What? Rick, are you bullshitting me? You, wait, you, you, when you say went, you mean tabling? Or yeah, what? of course, tabling. You tabled for the first time only two weeks ago? Yes, because I, I had to take my time to get the books printed. So, yeah, I tabled for the first time a few weeks ago, and I was I was a virgin at the, at the tabling. You but got you know the cherry. 
pop <laughs> well we we actually popped the the seasoning look at this guy here oh wait a minute yo wait a minute rick got got his own sasong over here take this guy out it is delicious too it's the best rib rub in the country no question award-winning it's amazing and i would say hey everybody come over and taste this rib rub they come over and then i'd say now that i got you here let me tell you about my story. And I was selling one out of two. With the name of the bloodline and the violence in it, they weren't human ribs, were they? <laughs> Did not go that way yet. <laughs> Ask Lori, though. Lori's a, she hacks up bodies over there. Lori Calcitera. I love Lori. Lori's a boss, yo. For yeah. me, I met her on not too long ago. She's amazing, wonderful energy. And I did see that. You know, even your story is a part of even her campaign. Again, the wonderful yeah. Of the independent comic book community mm-hmm. that people say doesn't right. exist. Yes, it does. You guys are just seeking the negative. The positivity is all there. You guys just choose to ignore it. But that's my opinion. Opinion. You're right. right? You're right. Right. So, all right. So, you know, let, let's keep going. So, yeah. How did the story develop between one, two, and now chapter three? Plus a source book, too, that you get. A source book, man. I was just a oh, big man. fan of those, you know, as a kid. You know, the Marvel Universe, the who's who. Yeah. Remember back in the day when we'd be playing our uh, PlayStation games and we'd go and we'd buy the super thick the uh, study guide? For- oh, my God. They had us, like, fish with, with the goddamn game rule books. They, like you said, well, ultimate Bibles. Again, yeah, but again, you know, people will get taxed for that. Oh, you can't beat it on your own. You need to read. <laughs> well, no, I mean, hey, those guidebooks say that people were buying them. I was buying them. I liked them. I had it for Oblivion and Morrowind when I was playing those older games. But I decided to go ahead and create one of those for Orphan Bloodline. So I have an art and source book. It has 20 pages of coloring book for those who, you know, want to get into some 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 fun cover coloring at home. I love coloring books, bro. Yeah. Yo, I, yo, oh my, hold on. <laughs> yes, they are. Oh, wait a minute. Are they? Oh my God. Well, this is the one I'm currently playing with over here. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's a kiss of yeah, before a dollar, you know what I mean? And just to de-stress, there's so much fun. You know? Yeah. So. say so you're doing that. Absolutely. Yeah. My, uh, my book has 20 pages of that. And 20? This- 20 pages in the in the source book. It's the art and source book. It also has the history of the bloodline as a secret society, the politics, the religion. The, what size uh, is it? Is it like coloring book size like this? Yeah. Or coloring book size, 84 pages. 84 pages. You're making me spend money I don't got, Rick. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? The, what's funny is this is what I found is that a lot of comic creators stick to that 24-page comic book size. And that's big two shit. You're not big two, indie people. Don't fuck fuck those rules. <laughs> right, exactly. My books are 36 pages. The source guide is 84 pages. I'm what? not afraid of being bigger. 84 pages? Right. Yo. Yeah. Yo, yo. So you hey, gotta, hey, you gotta get it. You. What type what type of world is this the reverse that you're building <laughs> here? Well, you know, this is this is what I was hearing when I was at the Comic Con. I was I was showing him my cool Nintendo game here. Oh, look at wait a minute, look at this shit. Look at this guy. You know, that's that awesome. Yes, it is. Look real close. You can't see it. Nintendo right there. Oh, it's not Nintendo. It says Orphan Bloodline, but it looks similar. It's very close. Awesome. Oh, uh, I was I was pulling out these other cool things, not just the book, but the whole world. You know, you want to get people involved in 
the merch and the story and the world and the art and the whole game, you don't just want to have them grab the one liner and buy because you had a good one, one liner pitch. Yeah. You want to get into the, we had these, we had tarot cards. Look at this. You have a tarot oh. deck. You can oh, get it's tiny too, boy. I mean, well, you got Halloween. Halloween is the time for tarot. And, and so we're building a tarot deck with our, with our Kickstarter. We wanted to do a lot of little stuff that really makes a difference. Here's my t-shirt for those who like the logo. I think the logo is sweet. It is. Let me ask you though, you know, I'm going to show the Kickstarter in just a couple of minutes, folks. Don't you worry. So you can spend that money. But I want to go back to that convention and your first tabling experience. How was it received and how did you feel sitting behind a table or, or standing in front of it, pushing yeah. your book? So your fir- first thing you feel is you feel a little bit naked. Like, do you have the right setup? Is, is your merch good enough? Do, your, do you have enough books on the table? This is the kind of questions that come up. But the reality is, is yeah, it was, it was great. Right next to me, my buddy Lori was at the table next to me, which was nice. So you had, so you, you had independent support. Um, I, I had support, definitely. And, and so Lori was there, and she gave me some pointers. But pretty much the, the people who were, came to the Comic-Con, they wanted, they wanted to know about stories. They were there for books. They weren't there for the cosplay as much. They weren't there for the anime. They weren't there for the, the presenters. <laughs> they weren't there for the celebrity. They were there for the comic, which was nice. Yeah, for you, they were there for Rick, 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 Rick. When they saw that yeah. he was there, they they made lines around the corner of the building because Orphan Bloodlines is just that good, folks. But you know, well, but, well you'll, you'll see yourselves in, in a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I had a review just today. One of my friends, Lauren, she got her, she bought in the first first two issues, and she read them just this weekend, and she put her review together and sent it over to me today. And I'm like, what the heck? She literally just sent over this review. This I got I to gotta look into it. I got to see if it's good or bad. And she was glowing about the quality of the, the writing, the story, the darkness, the twists, the, the artwork, the, how it left her wanting more. I mean, and she wasn't BSing me at all. She was really giving me her real opinion. And that makes me feel good. As a creator, you want to feel like you're doing something people want. And to clarify, that was not a paid-for review. You're a real person, you know, that uh-huh. is a comic book fan and took time to give a constructive piece of criticism at no cost because that's where the value is really at. I'm just saying, folks, if you're interested in what I mean, look at me on, on X at the Real Mega and you see what I possibly started there and on Instagram because um, yeah, I, I'm hearing horror stories and again, independent creators shouldn't be coming out of pocket for a review no matter what, in my opinion. Even if it's marketing, no, that's not marketing. Mm-hmm. Having someone lie to you and, and tell you what you want to hear. So to me, it is counterproductive to your development when someone you know does, does that. But that's just my opinion. Yeah. No, that's, that's yeah. If you want to improve, that I, I was on another podcast. I know you never want to hear that on my other podcast. I'm only on Al Mega's podcast. 100%. No, that's all. Listen, I'm Andy. <laughs> I'm Andy and I want to know all about all the other amazing independent podcasts because we do, just as in comics, even podcasts got to support one another. So what podcast were you on so people could also listen there what you were talking about? Comics Authority, Comic Chat Authority. Okay. Uh, I was on with C- Cody and uh, it was a great podcast. But w- what I said was, hey, we have to have the good and the bad. If somebody's going to review my book and tell me something that was not great, I need to hear that because I need to be better. This is why I took three months 
after my fulfillment of the Kickstarter to actually fulfilling is because I was making the book better and deeper and broader and larger. You've taken the criticisms we received, right? Yeah. And taken it as a challenge. Uh, yeah. I remember I had someone that did a Kickstarter and my man, Johnny the Machine, you shout out to my boy, Johnny uh, from the UK. And he reviewed a book. The creator came back. Thank you for your honesty. I'm going to prove you wrong on my next issue. So they took that as a challenge, developed yeah. the story, and then I purposely gave it back to Johnny, and he noticed the difference. You understand me? Yeah. Well, that you yeah. think valuable, real criticism is, it, it, it fires up a creator, folks. So there's so many people though that are review. there's so many people that are thin skinned. Just so the audience knows, that is not me in any way. If you want to get on and say, you just said it, want say, we'll have a dialogue. I'm okay. You just said it though. When you said that, I, you know, whether they're good or bad, you need to know so you yeah. can improve. That already shows me the type of yeah. creator you are. You do care about, you know, what people think and you're going to take that into consideration. So, you know, oh, wait a minute. Look at this guy. He keeps falling with a swag, bro. What are you doing, yo? What? Yeah. Some of my artwork here on buttons. You know what's really cool? I don't know if you can see it that close. Good. Put a little parcel. Look, you're fine. You keep there. We go. Oh, oh, wow. What's going on there? Beautiful. It looks like some kind of like orgy setup. It's actually. What? It's. I'm serious. It's weird. It's. It's this baquette table in my story. Baquette is the French word. I'm not pronouncing it right. Whatever, but it means bathtub. And what happens in this situation is you have the guy in the middle who stands in the water and everybody on the outside wears their masks for the masquerade, holds on to metal iron rods and creates a complete, a complete system, a, a circuit of energy between the people through the water into the main person in the middle. It's a, it's a science that was used back in the late 1700s by a guy named Franz Mesmer. Uh, we get mesmerizing and mesmerized from his name. Oh, and he's in my book too. We have these, we have these back dreamscapes, these back looks because he was in the bloodline and our characters today are in the bloodline, the, the, the lineage of this. And you can communicate over time and distance because you're all in the blood and we're seeing his old. bothering me right now. So when you yeah. say communicate over time and distance, you just, uh, I mean, you're saying time, you know, real time, like me being in a different era and being able to send you a message. That's what I'm saying. As long as, as long as you're in the blood, you can communicate through your lineage. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to go into how this happens. There's a science to it. Okay. You got to buy the book. You got, you got to get the book. But and and you know, I'm, I'm just going to tell you too. Uh, you're not going to get this information in the first one, two, or three books. I, I don't want to shortchange myself, but I'm writing a saga here. There's a oh, lot. Of All right, I need I need to dip in the into the brain. Other, you're making me take my hat off. You, you you're making me. It's sweating. It's is coming down. You, you, you're getting me. Like how many issues are we talking about? I mean, what's your overall plan for the art of the story? So, so this is how I broke it up, and I did it this way for bite size for some people, but for, for a bigger scene for other people. I'm a I'm a more bigger scene kind of a guy. I want the graphic novel volume one, two, and three all at once. I want to get in deep. So that's what I, that's what I, I have written already. The first three issues are the arc of how the character becomes the character. The next three issues are how he finishes up taking over whatever he's trying to take over and do. So the first six are kind of like his arc, but it's broken up into part one, part two. 
the next five is how the bad guy maybe isn't a bad guy. Like there's a, there's other things going on where there's secrets, there's twists. There's, there's a lot of people who you think are just, you wrote them off in the beginning as just utter villains. They end up saving the day. There's lots of this kind of stuff in my book. Oh, oh my God. Okay. I need this book in my life. Cause this is how I feel about villains overall. I mean, some of them are really doing things. Yeah. For a righteous cause. Yeah. But the, but the means may not be something that most people agree with. Unfortunately. Right. But, yeah. And that's what makes them a villain. But most of the time, these villains are the dopest characters in the yeah. book. You know, I had one of my reviews that I got said to me, and this was a guy who I really trust. He's a, he's a, he's every week he's playing as a DM at some table of some kind of tabletop D20 system. He's a creator in his mind constantly. And he said to me when he read the books, he said, the villain is my absolute favorite character. He's the most developed. He's the most w- broad in his, and as who he is. And I looked at it and I said to him, I'm like, I never really thought that. I know I wrote it, but it didn't appear, it didn't occur to me in the way that this guy saw it. And that was an eye-opening situation. When I, this is part of my growth, you know, because these characters are 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 alive and they can change in this early stage of issue one and two and three. I can modulate them with the audience's input. That's what I want people to keep giving me good feedback. So we can build this together. I got to ask here, so with that said, that this character felt so developed, right, as a villain, I mean, what did I say about you as a writer? Are you a villain, my brother? (laughs) Or where were you reaching that that one particular character seemed to connect with you so much? You know, to be honest, I've never been asked that question, but I'm going to try to give you my gut reaction to your question here. There was a guy who, this is a different reviewer. I mean, I am always asking people to read the books. I'm not just putting stuff out there. Okay, different reviewer. I really respect this guy. He's an older guy, super religious, and he's reading through it. And he and I he said, Okay, I read and I said, Well, how was book number two? And he says, I didn't read book number two. And I said, Okay, why not? He goes, I read number one and I stopped it. I'll never read again. And I said, Well, I did something wrong. I did something really bad here. I've 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 driven away a possible fan here. What did I do that was wrong? He goes, It was way too dark for me. It was way too dark. I went home and my son who helped me create some of the characters, I said, Mason, it, did we screw up? Like, did we do this too dark? And he goes, it's not dark enough. How old is your kid? Wait a minute. How old is your kid? <laughs> he is 15 and a half. Yeah, a salute to little Dory over there. Come on, let me tell you, man. They know oh. what they want. They know what they want. <laughs> you know, I, I want to say the book is for everybody. I do want to say that. But it's 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 PG thirteen, okay? It's it's thirteen plus, teen plus. It's not it's not a PG book. There's some drama in there that might be disturbing. I mean, in the very beginning, the main character contemplates suicide because he's going through major physical trauma. I mean, he has this blood disorder. All everybody in the bloodline books, they all have a blood disorder, and that causes them pain or maybe kills them literally. Mm-hmm. But He's going through dialysis. They're taking the metals out of his blood because he has hemochromatosis, which makes him hold on to that metal. They're taking the metal out of his blood with these biobracers, and they siphon it into a palm, a palm cart- cartridge, compress that metal, and then shoot it out of these magnetic rail guns. So he actually has blood bullets, bullets from his blood that he's shooting as his ammo. So he has a blood disorder with a biomachinery coming together to make a blood power. That's the idea of this magic system. Every character has a biological element, 
They all have a cybernetic element and they all end up having some kind of power that brings those two physical and mechanical items together into a, a, a blood power and an orphan bloodline. It's pretty developed, I feel like, pretty deep. Wepa. So let's start getting into it, folks. Right here, we have the most current project. So I always like to do a little breakdown real quick. We have 12 days to go. A big salute to those 19 yeah. matches right there. You know, th thank you for supporting Independent Comic. But, folks, we got to make this happen. Look how low of a number he's seeking. It's just yeah. a stack, $1,000. He is at 340 with, again, 12 days to go. Listen, I know it's a pay week. I know we got the New York Comic Con, but most of y'all went over there broke. Don't lie to me. I know it's true. All right? So this Friday when y'all got paid, make it rain on a project <laughs> that I know you guys will absolutely enjoy. Yeah. And you yeah. know what? We're about to show you off a trailer right now from the Kickstarter. All right? Now, wait a second. Ow. Now, when you're going through this and you get to where I'm talking, just pause it there because I'm already talking here. I don't need to hear myself talk. They can yeah, watch. A little bit. I just want people to see a little bit you know, yeah. And, yeah. and get excited. I know we're talking with our imagery. They need to see the images, baby. Then we're going to see even more through the campaign that when we went through it. Check it out, folks. Hey all, Rick here, creator of Orphan Bloodline, and on behalf of our over Thank you for pausing. I appreciate it. I'm already talking, so that's fine. That's what I'm saying. We're 49 seconds in. Now we're going to do a nice little rundown of the project over here. Again, you know, folks, $1,000 goal, $340, 12 days to go. Let's make it happen for issue number three. And listen, again, you guys can start as low as $1. All right? Oh, now, yeah. yeah. A cup of coffee. You know, especially when you buy that crappy Starbucks one. Yes, I'll shout them out. I don't care because that is crap coffee. You know, you come to Almega's house, I'll make you a nice cup of Bustelo, and it'll taste 10 million times better than Starbucks, right? <laughs> I think the $1 is a good move. I mean, I don't, I don't have any problem. Uh, I do that a lot. I go and I give a $1 away. And Canada agrees too. <laughs> yep. When I, my, my cat's doing the mouse hunting. Can you hear the cat in the background? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. When you said about the dollar, it agreed really quick. And the nigga's like, yeah, I got to get the mouth. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, for me, I back Kickstarters about once a week. And if, nice. if, I, if I don't really, per se, grip with that Kickstarter, I might throw them a buck or two just because. Because I, I like supporting the art of the fundraising, the campaigning, the independent creation. I like supporting that. So if you guys want to throw a buck, I'm cool with it. If you want to you know, be in the comic, I'll, I'll, we'll draw you in there. There's all different types of ways we can be part of it. Oh, listen, I mean, you know how you can start being a part of it for as simple as five bucks. You got a beautiful PDF, Dottie Eka cover 
right now. All right, folks. Then you got the Alfred Luzon cover from Fire Island. I you got the A not Piggett cover. <laughs> I hope I said that right. My God, I, I'm bad at names. But but most important, look at this: an art and source book, PDF, eighty four pages. Yo, again, let me repeat that: eighty four pages for six dollars. I've seen DC sell sixty pages for ten dollars. You feel yeah. me? Yeah. Yeah. So here we got eighty four at six bucks a pop. I mean, that is effing amazing. And then we're going to start getting into the actual book right now. And what do you mean by an Excel paperback? Is this that standard size? What are you, what are you telling me here? Yeah, all my all my issues are thirty six pages. They're not the twenty four. So that's what I mean by Excel. And I say paperback. That means printed comic. Mm-hmm. Um, and the paper is twice the silver ink. Oh yeah, it's at least twice as thick as the comics you'd you'd buy paper wise. The paper is twice as thick as the stuff you get with DC and, and Marvel. Oh, so, so we're talking some high quality paper now. Yeah, and holographic too, and you know the the reflection there. You get that oh. too. Oh wait, that's a standard cover to be out of. Well, I mean, it's like a couple bucks, you know, difference. Well, again, yeah. not much. I'm, we're gonna run through it, folks. Then we go to number three. We have the Lausanne cover for eight dollars. We got, and if you get the printed version, you get all these things. You get the stickers. Oh, look at this guy. Look, yeah, look at this up over here. You got stickers, bookmarks, all that good stuff, yo. What? Yeah, yeah, you get all that too. Because I want to make sure that you have the world with you when you're reading the book. That's why you have the music. When you're so reading the book. How did you make the music for this? What, what what mindset was my man Rick Dury in when you were picking music for this? So, you know, I was, as a kid, I was known as the fire starter in my high school. I would be the one to gather everybody into the big 15-person band and we'd go on to the concert together. I was the one oh, doing all of it. Wait, don't tell me you had a haircut like the OG singer from Prodigy. <laughs> oh man, I did that one time. I did Prodigy. Really? I went to Prodigy's concert. I that was no, one of the ones in peace, man. Homie passed away not too long ago, man. But yo, oh, for man. real. That was I mean Prodigy. I'm, I'm real glad that you know who that is. That's great. Yeah, yeah. man. Have you seen my beard? <laughs> You're well, you do look like him a lot. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, I was I was going to all these concerts, I was doing all the music, I was into that in the 90s. It's really sad that the generation today doesn't really care about music and concerts and all that as much. It's just not really part of the culture as much as it was for us when we were younger. And the but, internet uh, ruined all that, honestly. I mean, you have kids that, that just get millions of hits on, on a YouTube video, and who needs a concert? Or, or they're getting shot up early in life because, you know, this 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 is a different lifestyle, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, yeah. You know, I ain't that thuggy, folks. I'm a thug, but I ain't that thug, all right? Leave me alone. So, yeah, when I was in that era of the 90s, I really got into that, you know, alternative rock, but all really all styles of music. We had great music, Rick. Well, what the yeah. fuck? You're talking 90s. We had we had some of the best shit ever. I know for hip-hop, you know, and then even late 90s, early 2000s, the kind of the rise of new metal and all this, you know what I mean? Come on. Right, man. right, right. And so I remembered all that, and I was big into it. My wife is huge into it as well. She and I really bond in that regard. And I was going through the each page has an energy as I was writing it. Rick, as I, was, ask? I gotta ask though, mm-hmm. is that how you met wifey? Was it through you being so cool with the music and so? What up? I met her at the at the club. It's true. 
Um, <laughs> I look at you. Pip knew me over here, baby, at the club, he says. Look. Well, she says we met be- through friend. That's what she likes to say. But uh, we met on the streets. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you see? When my man picked up a shorty on the streets, that means Rick got game. Better watch out, folks. <laughs> you know, one of my artists, Megaverse, uh, Aries the Artist, he actually, he and I talk about that because he had a lot of the streets in his past too. So he, he's not in this book, in this number three, he is. But right now he's doing the coloring and these colors that you're seeing here, a lot of them are from issue two and other ones covers. So you're going to see uh, Aries the Artist, his art's going to be coming out here probably in a week. And I'll oh, do an no. update. And he is, he's so premium with his stuff. Like I said, we didn't want to get it all done before we launched. We wanted to get it done as we got some feedback. And we've already made changes to issue three. I love that, though, because that goes to show that you're one of these independent creators that do, in fact, listen to the community. Yeah. And you're going to give the community the story that they're seeking. You know, not, not that everybody's going to get what they want, but rather you definitely yeah. do listen. And that's a wonderful thing, I think, as a creator where... Hey, you know, I, I, I know that I want to make the best story for you guys. So if you provide some feedback, I could hopefully navigate it towards that sense, you know. Yeah. Of, oh, man, you I look- take it seriously. I do. I do. So yeah. real fast, here's the main cover. Looks like Breaking Bad. But if you look it's at the Orphan Bloodline logo on top, those are the elements. Every character, remember, they all have a blood disorder, but they also have biomachinery. They also have an attached element from the periodic table in their in, on their mm. body somewhere on their gear or tattoos or however so you're getting more detail again about their their superpowers based on the chemistry that's the, the number on their body the middle guy there is mesmer that's the dreamscape we're seeing him going back in time he's communicating to those in the bloodline today about a major issue that's going on i'm not going to give away the secrets you find about it you find out about it here soon so i won't give it away but it's it's big and then the third cover there is our girl Manga, and it's not Manga. Her name is Manga because her name is actually Manganese after the element. So okay. <laughs> her her blood power is she can heal a little bit. She has hyperhemoglobin, and hemoglobin takes your oxygen to your cells and helps them heal. But she has hyperhemoglobin helping the cells heal quicker. Now it's not Wolverine healing here. This is nothing like. No, but back- dude, I like how you took that kind of yeah. on a very medical basis. That that's almost factual. And yeah. actually, probable. Oh, yeah, it's for sure. A lot of people's systems are different. And I know that I've seen people think that I heal faster than most when I've been cut. Like, how oh, the fuck you shit is pulled up already? I don't yeah. know. And you, maybe you have hyperhemoglobin. Yeah, or bro. Maybe you, maybe you, have, you know, trademark, get this, get, make that shit happen right now, bro. You might also have super macrophages. One of our characters has super macrophages. But anyways... The point is, is she can heal. So the mad scientist who is right here again. Oh, wait a minute. I love when you saw that fucking card. That's it. So look at that. Yo, I want to say to a woman like this. Yo, this shit is so sexy. It is. Uh, that, thank you. So uh, that mad scientist, though, she put the cybernetic eyeball right there in Manga's head. Okay. But she has hyperhemoglobin. So she's healing gradually. So her body's not dying from the cybernetics in her eye next to her brain. Mostly we would think that the cybernetics would overcharge the brain and then you'd be you'd be dead. But because she has natural healing, her body can withstand that charge. So they gave her that as a cybernetic. Okay. Now, 
All I need to know here, is it a constant healing? Because it's like yeah. you have something that's not meant to be in the body constantly there. So yeah. your body constantly fighting and healing? Yes. Not yes. yeah. an easy struggle. I mean, do you do you discuss that about that struggle she deals with, with that pain? Because I'm sure that's painful. So that comes in in book number 10. In book number 10. So, I mean, this is this is too much. I mean, I'm giving you all this. I'm not, I'm wow. But I'm seeing when you're going. This is why like, I'm actually starting to care about the characters. Because you're bringing me some, some wild, you know, idea yeah. here. And I'm, yeah. I'm thinking, yeah. folks, look, the link is right there. Orphan Bloodline, one through three plus source book, fire project. You got, you got to support this right now. Because, I mean, look, look, folks, you could catch up on the PDS for just $10. Oh, yeah. $10 for three? PDS, three? It's a hundred pages. Oh, what? I mean, yo, a hundred page graphic novel goes easily for twenty four ninety nine. Right. Look at this. You're talking about ten dollars for that many pages. Now, this is this is also important. Okay, I'm going to say this from a creator's perspective. I have done some reviews my myself, and I'm I'm not easy on reviews. I, I give it how I really see it. And sometimes I feel bad about that because maybe I'm wrong, but I might be no, a little bit harsh on the review, you know? Don't you ever feel that way? Because again, you know, you have to be honest. Yeah. Feeling out there. And that's yeah. how you feel. It doesn't mean that you're right. It's right. Just, hey, this is how I felt about yeah. the book. And these are my ideas behind mm-hmm. maybe how you could have put that. So it's not I was given I was given the review and one of my review pieces was the panels weren't efficient. Like you could have gotten rid of a whole page and a half in that 24 page book and no one would have known it. There were some inefficiencies there in the paneling and the layout. Something about my books. I'm efficient. I mean, you get 36 pages. It's, it's packed. You're packed with information. You're packed with art. You, every page has an average of five panels. I don't have very many of these one page panels. I mean, if some comics are known for it, you know, like McFarlane, a lot of his pages are just covers, 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 and his whole comic book is just covers in a, in a row. And I yeah. high, strongly respect McFarlane, but when it comes to storytelling, there's just not a lot in one of his gra- of his comic books. Maybe the graphic novel, yes. This is why people of our age yeah. talk about the heyday of comics when you can pick up a comic book and it would take you at least 30 minutes to read it. Yeah. Because there was so much verbiage, and of course, you want to appreciate the art. Nowadays, you pick up a book, you're done in less than ten minutes. Yeah, and I don't, I don't like that. I wanted mm-hmm. when I when I sent it out, when I first sent out the PDFs to the people on the Kickstarter, and I sent them the covers and all. I give, I, I always throw everything in there, you know, extra stuff. It's in sync, <laughs> and they open up the PDF, and it's forty pages in this Woo. PDF, and they message me and said, "What the heck did you send me? This is not the comic. It's forty pages." And I said, that's the comic. It's six, 36 pages and covers and stuff. And, uh, and so, about? <laughs> yeah, stop complaining. Right. You know, I went up to the comic shop and I looked at my Batman comics. I love Batman. Everybody loves Batman. But I was going through it and it was ad, ad, and then a page of fighting. And the fighting is like four pages long. And then there's ads and ads. And at the end, there was 20 pages of story. Yeah. And it was mostly just fighting. And I'm like, this is not worth five and seven dollars. I'm I'm sorry, Batman. I'm sorry, but it's not worth five or seven bucks. Three ninety nine, four ninety nine books, and you know you're getting a thin book with ads. I mean, for that price point, there even shouldn't be ads in this book at that point. You know, right? 
honestly yep. speaking, I mean, you guys enough money. You know, Marvel's backed by Disney. You know, DC's backed by WB. I mean, come on now. Yeah. So see whoever it is that backs them now, but the, the the fact is that they have conglomerates that you don't need to put ads. Yeah. Indie. This is why Indie charges the price point they do because you're getting quality. You're getting no ads. You're getting hell of a story. I mean, look at this. Those beautiful iridescent foil covers he's showing off. Yo, eleven dollars is a collectible. When this shit becomes a show, we'll say we ain't warn you. And it's signed. This is where it'll be signed as well. How do you sign it? Look at that. Uh, yo, bro, for eleven dollars, you can't even get a deal like that at the convention. And you get the stickers and the bookmark. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. I, I, I love teasing people. Show that again. What was that again? Yeah, yeah. You get the bookmark, which is double sided. Great, great color. Oh, look at the panels. Love it. And you get the the two stickers. Oh, there we go. And yeah, I have this one. Oh, I have this one on my on my phone. Actually, I'll show you on my phone real fast. You can see it. I think it looks sweet. Oh, that's sexy, bro. Talk about that logo. What does that mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a. This, this is important. Everything in Orphan Bloodline has to do with history and the world that we're in. It's not just there for pretty art. So if you look at it close, the uh, Orphan Bloodline logo, I'll show you right here. If you look at it close, you have Tesla's symbol. You have the Eye of Ra. You have a, oh, a rune from hey. the Nordics. You have a symbol from the Mayans. You have the uh, Eye of Providence. I mean, you you, you have Lahayim from the Hebrews. And and the reason the reason Orphan Bloodline is spelled with these symbols is because I want the symbols to show you that the, the bloodline secret society was part of those cultures forming that history. And then the leader of those cultures was a member of the bloodline. And that's how they got to be the head of that. Are you giving us the history of the Illuminati? <laughs> that's exactly right. Now you're thinking it. Yeah. Yeah. All Illuminati. Yeah. You know, no I'm loving this, bro. You 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 went balls deep into this stuff. I mean, why this type of story? What 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 is it about it that that made you want to put this pen to paper yeah. and get it done? So, I wanted to have something that was deep, not just something fan love or you know. I, I want something that was deep. I wanted something that was relatable. I didn't want fireball psychic attack you know i didn't i didn't want x-men yeah. x-men's awesome i love the powers of x and the house of x <clears throat> but the, the recent but recent graphic novel was amazing but i just didn't want powers to come out of thin air you know i want somebody's ass right hey, i fought it and you smell my toxic fart and, and it made you fly yeah made you fly <laughs> and not you can fly right i didn't i didn't want that i wanted something that was deeper and in fact if you watch the old 90s x-men cartoons the juggernaut has that tablet that he reads and he has a jewel and he, and he goes through a whole process to get his powers. That actually is one of the most advanced powers of any character in all of X-Men. He actually did something to Yo, get bro, his abilities. I'm, I'm, I'm going to allow you, listen, if you want to use that fart master, he farts, but when he farts and you take a whiff, it gives you power for an hour. Power for an hour. That's a good line. You just made that up? Yeah, bro. So, you know, fart master, you smell his fart, you get power for an hour. I think you should create that character. 
<laughs> How would you draw that? There'd be like smoke around him from all this gaseous fume. Oh, yeah, boy. I don't know if you but green, nasty smoke come out of his ass all the time. He's very Wait, who's the who's the Charlie Brown character that has that? Oh, man, or the dirty guy. Linus? Was it Linus? Yes, yes, Linus. You got it. Yeah, there you go. There's your there's your character. You already created him. <laughs> you smell him and you get powers for an hour. I love it. The yep. power hour, for real. There you go. The power hour. That's the title. Look, folks, if you take this idea and I see it anywhere, uh, it's trademarked, <laughs> copyright through, through this podcast through me and Rick Dury. He is now a co-owner because he's with me if we're going by Stanley Room. <laughs> I like power for an hour. That's kind of cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. But, bro, I mean, we got to go to this project. Go to Catch-Up Collection, the XL paperbacks, one to three for 20 bucks. Complete graphic novel of chapters one through six. Oh, man, for real? And that's estimated for next year. So you have to yeah. wait for this one. Well, yeah, because I'm going to get you the issues as they get as they get done. And oh, so... Oh, oh it, wait. So you, this is kind of like a pre-order? Yeah, pre-order. Yo, for $23? I think it's a smart move. In fact, I hear people buy oh, it. You're the first. For, all right. Yeah, once again, I love it when I talk to my case starter creators. You're the first person that's ever that I've ever spoken to that has done kind of a pre-order thing with this. I'm I'm digging it. Well, you know, the thing the thing that's scary is people are worried that you won't finish the series. They're worried about that. That's a common thing people talk about. But if I support, because if you support one and two, make sure you support three. Tell your friends you can get all six issues. Again, for you to get six books for twenty three dollars a shit is insane. Well, that's the PDFs, but yeah, it is it is great. And remember, they're 36 pages a piece, so that's 200. I don't 200 care if it's PDF, the amount of your pages. Yeah, 200 pages. a bang for the buck. You feel me? Oh, yeah. You that's know what I'm talking about. It's probably 210 pages, but the thing but is, is people... That's a $50 graphic novel, bro. The thing is, is the people who support this, they, they, they're people who don't necessarily go to Kickstarter all the time. And they want to buy it once and just have it keep coming to them in their email every few months. That's what they want. And you have to really, as as a creator, you have to be sensitive to all types of buyers, not just the hardcore Kickstarter people. This is a beautiful subscription. You know, six issues. I think this is a wonderful, one of the best ideas that I have heard yet for Kickstarters, honestly. Because this puts the drive in you to make sure you tell the best story. Yeah. Yeah, going into the, to the future to make sure that you successfully provide these people this. So if you're under pressure as a creator, yeah. that's a good thing. You know yeah, what I mean? So. I agree. If you really want it and you're investing in this, then they're gonna have to keep investing in order to make sure and tell their friends so they make sure they get the, the, all their issues. And, yeah. they, and look at this. Look at these pages here. Art from chapters one through three. Look at the art. Look at the panel work. Look at the coloring, the line work. I mean, look at this sample of just the source book. Holy colors. Shit. The colors are killer. I mean, here's the here's the actual book. Look at the colors are the same. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Let me pull you up. My mouse be going on. All right. Me... This is this is issue two here. And you see here these the colors are just vibrant. Look at the, look at this color here. It's just vibrant. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, bro. It's beautiful. It's Talk beautiful. about building this team for, for this particular book. Say again? Talk about building the team for this issue. Yeah, so Ivan Rezi, he's the, the artist, the line artist. And then we have the colorer, which was uh, Dessa Warna. And I, I tag them in my posts a lot. You'll see them if you go to my uh, social media. 
I, I respect these guys. And they, they hooked me up with good pricing too. I mean, it's not all about going broke sometimes. Sometimes you need a deal and these artists can really save you. My guy, Aries, the artist, gave me a sweet deal. And Jesse Barrios, he's doing a side story for me for a good price. And that's how we can keep working together as a group, as a community, as we can, you know, make a deal that works for everybody. Absolutely. This is the beauty of the independent. Because again, you guys are all trying to build your particular brands. And when you guys could network, collaborate, and help one another, I mean, yeah. it, it, it's, it's a beautiful thing. This is not something you could do with bigger two, premier, you know, and other labels, because, you know, that's not how they work. Independent, yeah. this is the beauty of independent. You're not owned by a bigger conglomerate. You're not stuck to rules of how you could, you know, politics right. well to get, you know, access and get your stories out there. Now, this this book, page here... This page here is really important to me. Okay. Can you zoom into that one there? Yeah. Which one? This one right here? Let, no. Let me bring uh, up the page. Talk about that. So on the, the on the left side, you have this old Japanese ukiyo-e style. Ukiyo-e style is the Imperial Japanese watercolor style art. And that's what the cover there. I have it in my hand here. Let me show you this real up close real quick, Al. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're doing that right now. Go ahead. Oh my God. See the the watercolor, the style there? That's Japanese old style. That's not, you wouldn't draw that today. You wouldn't draw that style. And I, I have a full. Fine. Did you go to a, to a place and resuscitate an old Japanese artist? What do you do? Well, that, that was, it was tough. I had to go to all the different Facebook groups that were looking for artists, looking for work. And I had to say, these are the styles of work that I want. And I put out a whole bunch of images from Google that I found that were ukiyo style. And I said, can you do this? And I found a guy, Code Excite Media. Of uh, I mean, beautiful work, very affordable, perfect in this style. You have to have a person who does ukiyo-e style watercolor. Otherwise, you, you can't, it won't come out right. It'll look like a comic book. You even learn about the style. You, you, I love anytime I do a podcast, but I, I just keep learning. So talk about well, how you learned about this style and what was it about it that you really yeah. thought that it, it linked to what you're doing. So I wanted to tell, remember, the orphan bloodline is about today, but the bloodline is about all through history. And one of the, I was trying to figure out how in my head, I was trying to figure out how the bloodline lineage came to Japan. And my son says, well, Nicholas II, the czar of Russia, came to Japan in 1891 in his world tour, and he visited and he almost was killed. And so I told that story in the comic series. And then I want it drawn in the style of art of that culture of that time. And so that's the one of the things that's cool about the bloodline in all of my stories. Now, when I do a Persian story, or if I do a Mayan story and it's in the past, it'll be drawn in those types of art. It won't be drawn in American Marvel comics style. Uh, yeah. And that, that's something that I really want to, I want to seek out. I want to seek out unique and, and distinct regional art styles. So when the Persian guy who's, his name is Unster Bleach. That's his German name because his, I won't tell you why it's secret, but he's Persian. He needs to be drawn in per, by a Persian artist in the Persian art style. That's just what has to happen. And Love that's what I'm going to keep trying to do with these stories is to blend the cultures through their art and their medium. And I, and I, even, I even have, I go to YouTube and I say Persians speaking English and there's videos on how Persians speak English. And then I write in that jargon. So if they skip the oh, word bar or they skip the letter A because they normally oh, would. Oh, 
Salute to you. Yo. This is why I, I, I love my independent creators, man, because these are the people that do their homework. They understand. Like as a Latino, you know, like, like I reached my 50 cents for learning the difference between Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, Cubans, you know, Mexicans, and how we talk. And for you to say what you're saying is like, you understand and see the differences and we'll want to make sure that they're portrayed, you know, correctly. Right. And right. yo, that to me, like, yo, bro, you, I, 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 that's it, bro. You, you're a fucking fan for life here, Rick. I love how the fuck you think, bro. I am digging this. It wasn't even done, folks. Yeah, I mean, look at it. You could get an awesome, the, the, the every dozen foils for $29, the collection over here, all beautiful covers for $29. And for you shops out there, to my beautiful local comic shop, mm-hmm. you know, especially those that support independent. Yo, please, Rick, talk to them about this because this yeah. is one of my favorite tiers when you guys do this because th- this is important. Shop, these are right. indie, and this is the great way to get involved. Yeah, so you get five issues of one, two, and three. That gets you the whole first arc of the main character. For 15 Ace. books in total for the shop. 15 books for 49 bucks. Three bucks a piece. What the fuck? Yeah, oh. because the, the, you, have to get the, you have to get it out there. You have to get the story out there. And I know that the comic book shops, they're they're living on thin margins for sure right now. It's tough. I get it. I mean, and so I want to be crazy. So imagine the shop. I want to be competitive, you know, with the other books that are going in their store. I want them to give me a shot. I'll even come out to them and, and do a signing. You know, we'll do a special thing together. I I fly. Oh, we I, know. I need to know now then, because you just said that. Where are you located in case any shops in the area are listening? Well, this is it. I, I fly for free. My brother works for the airline. So I fly for free. So I, I will fly where you are and we'll do a signing there you heard him you know retailers pay attention here get involved you get this and not just the package but rick will fly to you yeah and do a dope in-store signing so please yo talk to your comic shop yo hey yo big pops from the madness comic network that's pops van zan right there a salute to my homie yo Rick, you got to talk to him too, man, because he's doing wonderful things. He's bringing geek culture to Roku. Yeah, I backed that Kickstarter. I really love the idea of the Roku option. I want to have it on my TV. Why I know imagine of- this podcast and Roku of me having this much of a fun time with you and celebrating this amazing project you got on right now? Well, I think the Roku, the Roku idea is amazing. And I love all the people in the, in the comics madness network. There's great people, great interviewer interviewers. It's a small world. How many people pops knows within that network and how many I've already even spoken to and interviewed. It's amazing. And this is why I love this. I mean, we're all striving. We're all looking for that, for, for, for that wonderful opportunity, you know what I mean? But by celebrating, you know, wonderful creators like yourself, you know what I mean? So again, so, Yo, LCSs, don't sleep. $49 with 15 bucks. You're making some bank on that. And now for the Uber fans, baby. You got the ultimate fan. Everything. Todo, mi hermanos. Todo. The kitchen sink in this motherfucker for $98. Talk about this, bro. Yeah, let's bring the picture up. Can you uh, scroll down in the main in the mainstream? Yeah, scroll down there. Uh, but look, at, look at all these beautiful things and they keep growing. 
let me just tease them. You see, the more you throw in money, folks. But there we go. That, that's the oh, we got a t-shirt and everything. Oh my god. Yeah, 98 bucks. You get let's start in the top left. You get the tarot deck. That's the major arcana, 22 cards. You get the keychain, which is right here. This is a holographic keychain. It reflects. Very cool. Hey, that way you can find the cops from stopping us, you know. You get all three signed holographic comics. You get the your choice of dice, red and white or gold and blue. These are D&D hollow metal, nice, high-quality die sets. Uh, you I get the dice set this weekend. You get the game. You get the buttons, the bookmarks, the stickers, the T-shirt, and a graded, your choice, which one, a graded tarot card there in the case. I think it's a great deal, but you have to be a huge fan. I mean, if you're going to be reading number one through six, you should get this because you're going to be wearing the clothes and, and being all talking it with your with your buddies. This story is a great story for if you're going to go and play tabletop games. Can you imagine creating a character then from the bloodline where they have a blood disorder, where they have a cybernetic adaptation? And they say, well, you can't play cybernetics in Dini. Well, you can if you portal them back in time to your game. So. Look, and not just that. I mean, you mentioned all this awesome stuff, but you forgot to mention there's also a writer's original script included in this as well. Because yeah. a lot of people want to learn how to do script writing. So being able to have access to something like this and see how you built your story, then educational on top of it. So you're providing ultimate value here, bro, at least in my opinion. The writer's script, uh, the writer's scripts, I think would really help people. To be honest, I've talked to a lot of artists and they're they're kind of tired with creators just throwing up the content at the artist and saying, draw this now. And so it helps if the writer can be a little bit more organized in their thoughts and in their paneling and their in their layout and their pages. So I, I do a pretty good job showing that in my rough script where I show how uh, the good layout, how you can copy what I've well, done in Rick, so isn't that a real thing where the writer should have a responsibility mm -hmm. in the direction of how the artist is going to navigate the story? Well, and of course, listen to the artists when they say, hey, maybe we did this. It could, it's a collaborative effort. But yeah. being able to do that as a writer to help navigate your artist is, is right. ideal. So, you know, thank you. you know, again, these are things that we got to bring up, you know, in the basis of creationism over here. Hang on for one forty nine. You're going to get drawn into this baby. Boy. Now, this is important, okay? Most of the times you get drawn to the comic as a side, you know, like a, like an extra or something. I will make you a main character in the story with an actual blood disorder, an actual cybernetics, actual sacred ancestral item of power, an actual Ooh. blood power. You will be a character, but you might not come in until, you know, a few pages, a few issues down the road because I have to write you into the story in some real way. As long as Alamega destroys everybody. With his no, power? No <laughs> power. I want to destroy everybody. I want to be the most villainous of the villainous in this mother effort. I don't want to be a hero, folks, because, again, villains, you could connect with more than a hero. No one is that righteous. No one. <laughs> Just want to fucking get on screen and say I had, I had two people actually buy this tier last time. And one of the characters, he wanted to be Canadian. He wanted to be a, like a WWE wrestler who turns politician. I gave him this awesome pheromone-based blood disorder. 
And uh, I mean, it, the character is hilarious. It's, it's, I love amazing. that hormone based. Oh my God. That motherfucker is a pimp. No lie. <laughs> yep. And look at that. Stress goes, folks. $2,000 stress goes. You got a mass scientist. $3,000 tarot card. $4,000 double sided book. My $5,000 free comics illustrated. I mean, there's risking challenges involved, of course, because this case started as an independent creation. But yo, if you believe in indie comic books and indie creators, yo, Rick has got something for you right here with Orphan Bloodline, chapters one to three, plus a source book, taking you back to the day of the old Marvel Universe, who's who type books. I mean, I'm trying to finish the run on those because when you could just sit down and just read through these character bars, like, wow. So much insight and time taken to the, to to talk about what these characters are like. What like, what were these guys smoking at the time? <laughs> I love it with right. the ideas. But but again, you know, Rick ain't smoking his shit because he right here. He's trying to make some money. Three forty of a thousand dollar goal. We have twelve days to go. Nineteen backers. Salute to you again, guys. Tip my hat to you guys that support Indy. But let's keep supporting Indy. Very important. Twelve days to go. We're at Wednesday. I know that you guys are getting paid tomorrow, Thursday, and then on Friday. Mm-hmm. Don't give me no shit. And if you don't get paid this Friday, we still have up to next Friday to make it happen. Yeah, I did a I did a short like twenty day Kickstarter. I didn't. And I don't believe in these five week Kickstarters. I just I think they're kind of silly to be pushing on your social every single day for five and six weeks long. It seems too much to me. So I did a short, you know, twenty day one. We're one week in. And we have two more weeks left. That's that's the game. So, all right. So, lastly, let's do it here, my brother. You know, we, we we've talked about this amazing Kickstarter. We've seen you doing your thing. We see that you're almost there. We're gonna make get, get you there. I mean, you know, you're, yeah. you're you're about a third there. You know, no problem. It's all right. No problem. But with that, with that said, what type of advice would you give to any creator stepping into the game and are at this point in their game? Okay, so you have to realize you're going to lose money. I'm just being honest with you. You're going to lose a couple thousand bucks right off the bat because you're going to make some errors. But my advice is go make the errors because you're not going to learn anything unless you get hit in the streets. So jump in and start doing stuff. Reach out to me. Reach out to Al. Reach out to anybody you can. Everybody's happy to talk. People all over the all over the world, you know? You can talk to Indonesians and Australians and Africans and South America, Brazilians. People will talk to you at any time of the day in this industry. So reach yes. out to people, form a community, and just start doing it. And expect that you're going to spend some money on some things there. Maybe you shouldn't have spent money on. I, I spent a hundred bucks with a guy to help me promote this campaign. He got me five hundred people to follow the Kickstarter, but they were all fake accounts. <laughs> so I I lost my hundred bucks. This is just how the game works. You, you mean it's, it's part of the game. Well, but that bullshit thing that there needs to be some type of accountability. And if you say you're going to help indie, don't do this because again, we're all struggling. Every dollar does, in fact, matter. You know, if yeah. you've been hearing Rick, he keeps saying his son, which means he has a family, folks. So, you know, don't be shitty, support indie. You know what I mean? Don't try to rip nobody off. Is that, is that your new quote? Helping. That's your new quote. I like that one. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, man, it's just like I, I really love what I'm doing here. And I love speaking to creators like you, Rick. It's important. You, you guys are providing us with entertainment. You guys are providing us with something to take us away from the world sometimes. You feel me? 
it's tough as it is. And when you guys, creators like you, put out amazing projects that are just fun, that are not politically laden, and just is like, yo, check out this cool fucking horror story. Check out this crazy, like, bloodline story right here. You know, it goes through history. It's wild. Like, yo, things that you can have fun with, like, I appreciate the shit yeah. on people like you. So, you know, thank from you. a fan. I appreciate you a lot as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you a million times over for not banging me over the head with, with political time, but we're rather trying to give me a good time for my book. Thank you. Yeah. We thank you as well. All those creators always love coming on your podcast. You're crusading. You're doing the, you're doing the work. Point, baby. It's again, because you, you have a wonderful project. So, folks, you know, I'm going to show, look, I've been showing it off below. It's right there, the link. Orphan Bloodline, one through three, plus the source book. It's in the notes where you can click it, make it easy. You go straight there. And make it rain, baby, on independent comics. Yo, bro, Rick, as always, you're awesome. You know, thank you for uh, wanting to return for a second time to discuss your current project. Um, you're always welcome back. I appreciate it. To my fellow crusaders that are just tuning in, always support indies, show the love. You know, make sure you point these folks to actual people that review and care about the independent community because these guys are the future. They start out as indie, but guess what? They become premier big two folks later on. And, you know, you want to be part of this ride. Mm. See their growth and be proud of how they've grown and say, yo, I was part of that journey. So, you know, to be a part of Rick's journey here today, you know, seeing how he takes time and cares about a project, make changes accordingly to satisfy the fans, this is the type of creator we need in the world. So, again, bro, Hats off and a salute to you, my brother. Bless. Thank you as well. I'll I'll send you uh I'll send you one of the Nintendo cartridges. You'll be happy to get it. You got me, you got me. You know what? I gotta run real quick. Let me throw you something that I got. I mean, I got my brother did this for me. This was he bought me the, he bought me the case because for Christmas he hooked me up with this baby. <laughs> there you go. I remember that. Yeah, bro, I had it for this system. I lost the system, but I bought the game not too long ago, and my brother said, yo, I'll get you a custom case. Look how beautiful this thing is. Yeah. You need a custom case, something like that for that, yo. That would be so dope. Look at it. Well, if we uh, if we get the game in the in, inside, right now it's just a shell, it's just a cartridge, but if we, if we decide to make an 8-bit game, that'd be cool. Bro, I would love to see this game. I already can see the potential behind it. All the choices of characters and the power sets. I mean, yeah. All right. So let me ask you this before we go: Would it be a fighting game or an adventure game? It's. It would probably be like Oblivion or Skyrim. It'd be like that. Yeah. Ah, Rick already thought about this. You see, if manifest your ideas, folks, it's gonna happen. So next is the Orphan Bloodline video game, right? D D20 system. We'll have a D20 core rule book coming out. Baby, I can't wait. So again, Rick, thank you again for your time. He had to thank you guys for watching and tuning in. Again, look at that. That's the website right there at orphanbloodline.com. You know, show the love. You know, please show the love to the Kickstarter Orphan Bloodline, chapters one through three, plus the source book. And of course, on Twitter, you can follow them at Orphan Bloodline on X. I mean, X, not Twitter. X, all right? 
Wepa, Wetarama Omega, the amazing victory. Thank you for hanging out. Hasta la próxima, mi gente. Much love. Wepa! Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 